Hello, and welcome to the Highly Spirited Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie McNew. I love all things boozy and boozy. So this is a show where I bring you some spirit or cocktail history and a ghost or folklore or something supernatural-esque story. So let's get ready to get lit and get scared. Welcome back. I hope you had a Merry Christmas and enjoyed some time with your family or friends. But today is the last episode of 2022. And oh my God, this year has gone so quickly. Like, I don't even think November happened. Like, I know we had Thanksgiving, but I don't remember the rest of it. And like, December? Where did December even go? Anyways, super quick year. But I'm looking forward to bringing you so many more cocktails and ghost stories in 2023. But let's finish off this year with a classic champagne cocktail and some New Year's traditions and superstitions. Today's cocktail is the French 75. It's a step up from the typical brunch mimosa and in my humble opinion, fancy enough to serve in the evening as well if you chose to. The origin of the French 75's name was quite surprising for me. I truly had no idea why it was called a French 75 before I looked it up. I just assumed French, champagne, fancy, and like maybe it was created in 1875 or something, but that's definitely not the case. It does derive its name from the 75 millimeter field gun used by the French in World War I. The exact origin of creation of this cocktail is still a bit of a mystery like many are, but it's believed that it made its first appearance in a 1927 book called Here's How published by a New York humor magazine. It later made its official appearance in Harry Craddock's The Savoy Cocktail Book, released in 1930, securing its spot as a classic cocktail. The original recipe and inventor remains unknown, but it was quite common in the late 19th century for people to add lemon and sugar to gin for a cocktail, and topping it with champagne would have just elevated it for fancier sorrows. Cognac may have also been used just as often in the early days of this cocktail as well, It was also easily attainable and worked well with sugar and lemons too, so let's make one. The French 75 is made of one ounce of gin, half ounce fresh lemon juice, half ounce simple syrup poured into a flute glass and topped with three ounces of champagne or other sparkling wine of your choice. You could use a Prosecco if you wanted to like save some money and not do champagne. But if you prefer bourbon over gin, you can make yourself the ever fun Kentucky 75 by replacing the gin amount with your choice of bourbon. And I would keep this bourbon around 90 or 96 proof so the citrus and champagne flavors don't get overpowered. So I love those. I think a Kentucky 75 is a great brunch cocktail, like midday cocktail too. So there's a take on a French 75, a Kentucky 75. So cheers, and I will be right back with some New Year's Day superstitions and traditions. Whether people want to admit it or not, we're all a bit superstitious and believe in a thing called luck. What we do to attract good luck or avoid bad luck can be very personal or just broadly cultural. A lot of how we spend New Year's Eve and day seem cultural. Some of these things many of us do without even questioning why we do them. It's it's a tradition and that's why. (laughs) That's how we do a lot of things these days. But number one in New Year's traditions is kissing at midnight. We've all done it and continue to do it, but why? Why do we do it? 
It's not just celebratory. It's believed that if you kiss someone you love at midnight, it carries that love all throughout the next year. Also, making noise at midnight has always been a pretty customary thing, whether it's noisemakers, music, or just cheering. The noise tradition is old and used to be believed that it scared away evil spirits. In Ireland, they scare off the evil spirits by banging Christmas bread against the walls. I don't want to go banging bread on my walls. I feel like that's just going to make a mess. I guess my dogs will clean it up, but... I do like a noisemaker though, those little things you blow, those are fun. In, in Spain, it's traditional to eat 12 grapes exactly as the clock strikes 12. No more, no less. Eating 12 grapes represents good luck for each month of the coming year. In Colombia, it's customary to carry around an empty suitcase for a few minutes to invite in new adventures for the new year. I like that one. I should do that. I want to go new places, more places <laughs> next year. If you're celebrating at home, make sure to open the front door right before midnight to usher the old year out and keep it open just past midnight to welcome the new year in. I really like that one because I'm like a first of the month girly. Like I do like to open my door and like flow cinnamon in. I get this one. This one makes sense to me. Another odd superstition about the home. On New Year's Day, one is not to leave until someone who does not reside there enters first. They're supposed to bring you a gift signifying luck and abundance for the new year. I don't really think that one happens much in the U.S. Like, we just don't go visiting people's houses for no reason. <laughs> I mean, you might, but I don't. And I would be rooted out if somebody came to my house unexpectedly. But, yeah, that's a cool one too, I guess. Another superstition, and this one I really do believe in, is to make sure you have actual cash in your wallet. No specific amount is needed. Just make sure you have, like, some real paper money in there. It carries money luck into the next year signifying that your wallet will never be empty for the coming year. I like that one. Make sure you go to the ATM that day or before. Make sure you have some paper money by midnight, okay? And also another money thing for the new year for New Year's is don't give out loans or borrow money on New Year's Day as it sets the tone for your finances being at a loss for the rest of the year. Another way to ensure wealth and prosperity for the year is to make sure your cupboards are full. An empty pantry or cupboard is believed to lead to hardships throughout the year get that grocery shopping done okay make sure you have it and you should anyways january is a terrible month if you live in the midwest especially in the united states like make sure you have some food okay <laughs> and one that we can all get behind is not to clean or do laundry on new year's day believe me it could wash away your luck for the new year and i've heard this one so like if you do laundry it signifies washing your luck down the drain so save that it can definitely wait another day don't do it on new year's Besides the grapes I previously mentioned, New Year's has a few more food traditions too. Be aware of eating chicken or most poultry because it could signify your luck flying away. Same goes for lobster as they're creatures that walk backwards and could be setting you up for a year of setbacks. I never thought about that one, that's curious. But you should eat herring. It's considered especially good luck in German and Swedish cultures. And if you know anyone from the American South, you know that they are eating black-eyed peas and collard greens, which is customary on New Year's Day to bring in prosperity for the new year. I don't like any of these things. I can tell you, I can maybe get down with the grapes at midnight, but the rest of these things I do not like. I don't do the traditional New Year's foods. But I do my favorite foods. I'm a dip girl. I love dips. So I usually just do like a queso dip and like a buffalo chicken dip. So... Maybe I'm just bringing in all my favorite foods for the new year, but I don't like these traditional foods. <laughs> so those are just a few from over time and around the world that would bring in good luck and keep away bad luck. So what do you like to do for New Year's? I'm personally a fan of just like watching the ball drop from the comfort of my own couch. I used to always have a party or club to go to, but I've grown up cold. Every place is crowded with 
way too many drunk people and the drinks are expensive. And honestly, I can drink better at home for cheaper and uh, not be annoyed with other people. Like the people that are at my house are people I invited and wanted to be around, or it's just my husband and dogs. Either way, I don't have to deal with stupid people on New Year's Eve if I choose not to, and I generally do. <laughs> and also Dolly Parton's hosting this year with Miley, so I'm definitely staying home and watching Dolly and making cocktails on my couch. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> so if you are going out this weekend, just please, a fair warning, um, New Year's Eve, just be especially careful when you're out and about because the, the astrology is kind of fucked for that day. Mercury goes into retrograde on December 28th and go and it doesn't go back direct until mid-January. And that's paired with Mars being in retrograde from October and that doesn't go direct till January 12th. So this is just a recipe for disaster. Like it's an evening prime for arguments, miscommunications and technology and transportation issues. So all this tells me is people's gonna get drunk they're going to fight with their partner. They're going to fight with somebody, maybe a stranger and your phone and travel and technology is messed up. So your phone's not going to let you call the Uber the way you want to. Right? So it's just a night that there might be a lot of drunk drivers. Like every astrologer I've followed has, has said this in some sort of way, like beware of drunk drivers on New Year's Eve. Even if it's not you, even if you're being safe, getting in an Uber, like you don't know what the person in the next car is doing. So I'm going to choose to like not go out this New Year's Eve and I'm choosing not to invite people to my house because I don't want my people to get hurt on their way back home. So just be very, very careful if you have plans to be out and about and um, do do whatever brings you good luck, do whatever makes you happy. And until next week, I'm wishing you a very happy, prosperous and safe New Year's. Cheers. And next week, I will be back with a cocktail called the Morris Code and Haunted St. Augustine. Cheers. <laughs>